Doc Manson at Doc Manson DC Matthews at the DC Matthews this is the list it is the end of an era is it the end of the PG era it is not the end of the undisputed era at least I hope not I know how much you like Kyle O'Reilly Uh, No, it is the end of our tenure on the NAI Wrestling Network. This is the final episode to grace those airwaves from here on out. If you are looking for the list with Doc Manson at Doc Manson and myself, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews, you can find it on your friendly DDT Wrestling feed available on iTunes, Podomatic, wherever else Doc has placed it. I don't think we're on Potomatic, actually, because Potomatic oh. is a hosting site. It's not really a portal. Oh. So, yeah. Then forget I said that. Then iTunes, Stitcher, and other places that you would find podcasts that I am unaware of because I don't know about technology. So wait a second. Let me ask you a question. I was under the impression, because we haven't actually talked about this. The NAI people haven't told me about this. You haven't really talked to me very much about this. So, so this show, The List which was formerly DC and Doc Talk and formerly DD Wrestling and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so we're no longer going to appear on the NAI Wrestling Network. Is that because there is no longer an NAI Wrestling Network? Well, see, here's the thing. Okay. The New Age Insiders themselves haven't made their announcements about what's going on. We know that Salty Chips which is the podcast hosted by Chip K. Fabe and Damien, uh, they now have their own feed going forward. We are now moving to our own feed going forward. So from, from a, an outside observer's point of view, it does appear like many of the podcasts on the world-famous website known as NewAgeInsiders.com uh, do appear to be leaving, will still be linked on NewAgeInsiders.com will still be affiliated in some small way with NewAgeInsiders.com but as for the wrestling feed of their podcast uh, no, we are leaving uh, Salty Chips is leaving okay okay alright, so basically the bottom line is if you want to listen to more episodes of The List You already said this, but you go to your podcast portal of choice, whether that's Google Play or whether that's a podcast app on your iPhone. All you got to do is go in there and search for DDT Wrestling, as in DC and Doc Talk Wrestling, and you will find our feed. You subscribe to that. In case you didn't know it, folks, we exist outside of the NII Network feed. We've got two and a half years backlog that you can feel free to go back and listen to from the beginning. I mean, you might want to skip the first few episodes because, I mean, I wasn't on those, so (laughs) I'm just... You know, just saying. Those those are very different things. Are you suggesting that my podcast I tried to do by myself isn't worth listening to? Is that what you were saying, Doc Manson? I have never once insinuated that about anything that you've produced, ever. Thank How you. How dare you make that accusation? My, my, let me then apologize to you. <laughs> As you should, sir. As you should. Um, so, yes, DDT Wrestling is where to find all the goodness. You know, if you haven't heard the DDT Awards oh, from the past two years. You're missing out. You are missing right. out. We had a Podstravaganza. 
Oh, it's true. But I guess we, it was only the second year that it became a pod extravaganza. Yes, we did the first one, then we did one with GQ. And now GQ's involved, the Arcissist is involved, Rachel's involved, Mrs. Manson's involved. It's a family That was the affair. Potapalooza. Yes. Potapalooza. Do you know what you're going to call next year's? No. Nope. I won't okay. know until I go to make the <laughs> graphics, make the album art like six hours before the first episode is going to drop. Speaking of which, I love the, the, the new artwork. We'll get to the list where we rank the list of the greatest wrestlers. We'll get there in just a minute. But you created some new uh, DDT wrestling artwork in honor of our move. I mean, uh, it is very similar. It's inspired by the artwork that we had on the rest on the NAI wrestling network, but it's just a slight tweak mm-hmm. and it does bring in the full title of our show, DDT wrestling. Um, yep. I've always liked that design, so I just thought it would be made good sense maybe to repurpose it. So we haven't talked about this either, and we're better than on the airwaves. Full transparency, folks. Exactly. Uh, That's what we do. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that I will switch the default album art on our main feed with that. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. That's fine. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Um, and, yeah, in which case we don't need... A list, because it'll just... A list artwork, it'll just be DDT Wrestling Presents The List. I suppose, yeah. So. But yes, this is our final episode on NAI. Thank you to the entire New Age Insiders team. To Jason, to Liam, to Bill, to Ant, well, to G-Rod. maybe not Liam. <sighs> Someday we're going to put you two on the air, and we're just going to hash it all out. In all fairness, I did an entire episode of Late Night Liam. Yeah. Did you hash it out, though? I, th- I Sort of. I don't okay. know. I mean, he's never asked me back, so I'm sort of offended <laughs> about that, but, you know. Well... Maybe this, maybe now that we are, then maybe now that we've separated from them, what perfect time then to have you back? Special reappearance, like when you have those sitcoms and your old favorites would make their reemergence and you know guest star for an episode of two. That was always so exciting. Oh, speaking of which, I saw this thing going around Twitter: best five, and I think like the best five uh, sitcoms was the topic, and I just want to say that The Big Bang Theory might be the worst show ever. And for you to list it in the top five, I think is atrocious uh, in so re- many different ways. What would you replace it with? Well, let's see. What was your list again? Uh, I believe Seinfeld was on there. Perfect Strangers was on there. Two Fam- good picks. Family Matters was on there. I'll give it to you, although that show later seasons do not hold up. And then I think I picked the Cosby show, which at the time was great. It doesn't age well, of course, given everything we know, but... Yeah, I was never a big Cosby show fan. So what would you replace? So, okay, so you're you're 40% satisfied with my picks, which for me is pretty good. Um, So Well, no, I think think Family Matters is an acceptable pick, so I'd say I'm 60% satisfied. Okay, what would you replace the other two with? See, that's difficult to say. Um, yeah, that's difficult to say. I don't know. I, I, Are you going to might... go with a classic like MASH or Sanford and Son? Are you going to go no. like Two Guys, A Girl, and a Pizza Place? Are you gonna... No. No, I don't know. I might go with so, – see, the problem is I'd like to go probably with something a little more modern, but I, I don't know really necessarily that, it's, that they withstand the test of time quite yet. You know what I mean? But – Certainly, I, I, I enjoyed The Office, a very different type of show, um, versus the other standard sitcoms, I think. Um, 
that was excellent. And, uh, you know, uh, I have a secret love for community, although I don't know that I would put that on the top five of all time, but okay. uh, I do like that show quite a bit. Um, I don't think it'd be Parks and Rec, that show I don't care for. Um, I mean, I, I like the you first enjoyed, three seasons. I thought you enjoyed Ron Swanson. I do, and like the first three seasons or so were good. But it just well, and that's the problem off. is you almost have to go because like even a show like Seinfeld, that later those later couple seasons aren't as good. It's just it was such an iconic show right. at that point. Well, that you know, somebody sense. mentioned Cheers. I didn't watch a lot of Cheers. Oh, but Cheers you want to put was Cheers pretty on good. There. Yeah, how about Coach? Watch a lot of Coach. Alf, you count Alf. Alf, you know, Punky Brewster. Good, but. Uh... There were some. I, sh- I would consider Modern Family for a more recent show. Again, I like the first couple seasons of that. That was what I watched when I yeah. had my appendix out. We watched probably three seasons, and then I haven't seen an episode since. But yeah, I don't like it once the younger, you know, Luke and uh, Manny once they start getting a little older, that show tends to not hold up for me. That is the problem with shows with kids: is that once the cuteness factor leaves, yeah, you've got, you've got to bring in other cuteness factors. Was right. that the Brady Bunch with Cousin Oliver or something she suddenly shows up? All right. Yeah. Well, either way, I, I appreciate that you, you pay at least somewhat of attention to my Twitter feed, even if you don't agree with the Big Bang Theory, and that's perfectly fine to each Big their Bang own. Big Bang Theory a, is As a terrible. scientist, you no, probably... No, that's just objectively bad. Like, there's no opinion there. It's one of the worst shows of all time. It's It's terrible, and I think less of you for liking it. Okay. Well, I'm used to that. So... Okay. All right, that brings us to the list. Let's the get list. To, get to what we are here for. Uh, the we show are on, where we take a list of wrestlers and we pick at random to put them on another list that's maybe slightly more ordered, but not really. We're Especially once new, you get below you, the horn. We'll, we'll still need to come up with a new theme song because you don't like my current theme song that I created in five minutes. So that should be on there where we take one list of random wrestlers and try to come up with a slightly more ordered list of wrestlers. I, oh, I have a, I have a, um, a motion perhaps for the list. I just thought of it based off of what I just said. Sure. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm thinking, I, I'm, I'm just sort of, you know, talking this out right now, but I'm starting to think that perhaps we don't actually want to rank anybody below the Horner line. Like, that should just be a pool of people that we don't, because there's a lot of people who we just reject, you know what I mean, because we don't know who they are, we don't know enough about them, or maybe they're just terrible in some way. So I'm starting to think maybe we just say, well, if it's below the Horner line... It doesn't really matter if they're above or below Big Tilly or David Flair. We'll <laughs> so, just so, yes. put them in that we are at We are at 96 wrestlers. Tim Horner, uh, fan of the show, Jeremy's you know big champion of Tim Horner. He's at number 78, so we've dubbed it the Horner line uh, to kind of qualify where people rank. Tim Horner, I consider to be a solid hand. Many would say he's more than that. Um, I suppose... There, there's something to be said for that, but then again, once you get down there, like we were making a distinction between Marty Bell and Shayna Baszler. Like, I almost feel like if we're going to do a pool, the pool needs to go down to like the bottom five, but then the bottom five also need to be ranked. Uh, okay, well, because maybe right we'll just now, leave it alone, right now, we're saying that Shayna Baszler. I can understand that it's going to get to a point where it just becomes bad radio for us to try to distinguish between somebody as compared to Doug Gilbert or Dudley Dudley. 
But then again, I, we should see. We should see. We'll put right. it to the. Let's put it to the people. People power. If people think that it should be a pool, Who are you below big the Johnny? Line, uh, no, but I like Johnny Ace. He is on the list. I'm pretty sure he's there somewhere, floating right, around. Well. Johnny Ace. Um, but yes, we you've you randomized know, the list to choose from. We we have randomized the lists. We've got our men's list. We've got our women's list. We did get some feedback from last week. We were debating whether or not to consider people who weren't necessarily full time wrestlers, like like a Bobby Heenan or like somebody like that. Uh, there was some feedback that if we did that, it would have to be considered a whole new list. And let's finish this list before we start talking about other lists. So, All right, well, before we pick our first wrestler for today, I think I'll just run down the top ten. Please, please do. Please All do. Right. Currently at the number ten position, we have the big dog, Roman Reigns. That's a terrible Royal Rumble music you got there. Sorry. No, it doesn't sound anything like it. Uh, number nine, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Number eight, Double J Jeff Jarrett. Number seven, The Great Muta. Six. Oh, it's time. It's time. It's Vader time. Number five, Antonio Inoki. Yes, he got it right. Number four, Ricky the Dragon, a steamboat. Number three, Rowdy, Roddy Piper. Number two, Kevin Owens. And at the number one position, the greatest wrestler of all time currently is... John Cena! Are you sure? Is that really the list? That's the list. I can't see him there at the top. No? Well, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we are in such good moods here on the list. Uh, The number is 933. There are 933 people still on this list. Could I get a number, please? All right. Going to my random number generator. Our first number today is number 13. Wow. Okay. Number 13 is Matt Taven. He of the Kingdom in Ring of Honor. I don't know who that is. Matt Taven, a member of, as I said, the Kingdom, along with, at one point, Adam Cole. I've heard of the Kingdom. Adam Cole and Mike Bennett, a.k.a. Mike Kanellis. And now that both of them are gone, he is the leader of the Kingdom. Pretty good wrestler. Um, I'm not particularly... He looks a little bit like Kenny Omega. I feel like sometimes in some ways he kind of tries to be a little like Kenny Omega. Okay. I mean, I've got a picture of him here. He's reminding me of X-Pac in some way. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's a positive association. But yes, he is is a talented talented wrestler and, you know, is doing some pretty good things in Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor's in a, a bit of a downturn right now as all of the top talent has now moved on to WWE. Um, so, hey. right... Finisher's a frog splash. I don't know if I care for that. He's above the Horner line, I would say, but he's not that much higher. Again, we're, we're in that former WWE talent Rich Swan area. We're in the maybe even the Evan Bourne area. That might be about as high as I am willing to go. 
on Matt Taven. Um, would you like me to just pick a spot for him? Because so we're saying he's a good six spots below Mantar. That's what we're saying here. <laughs> yes, it, it, it may be even closer to ten spots below Mantar. Okay. Because right. I've never seen a picture of Matt Taven eating salad with his hands <laughs> like a heathen. I mean, I've so, got to say, I do rather enjoy Kurt Hawkins. Um, are we? Are you saying this gentleman is is? I'm willing to go as low as the Lutheran Sam Gradwell like number seventy area here. Well, you know, you're welcome to follow along. I, I have linked to the list. You can follow along at home if you find the link. Bookmark it; it'll be updated every so often. Um, but again, you know, we could consider him alongside Axel Rotten or Dante Fox. Well, I mean, um, I will say that I have heard of the kingdom, and if you're telling me he is the leader of this faction, well, he's the leader I, I of this. Heard of it. He's the leader of the faction in the same way that X-Pac became the leader of X-Factor after DX disappeared. Right, Like, you know, he's the only guy left standing, so he's going to try to capitalize on that momentum. And as far as I know, he is not a champion, so it hasn't worked out that well for him yet. So, okay, you know, he's still young. He's still got a career ahead of him, but... uh, you know, somewhere in the in the low sixty or the high sixties to low seventies would be about where I would would slot Matt Taven. All right. I mean, I think I'd be comfortable right around sixty. Okay, we'll put him above Rich Swan. Yeah. Former. I, I think above Angelico also. Is, okay. I have a good feeling for that. So. All right, that's fair. The number sixty, Matt Taven. There we go. All right, this episode of The List is off and running, which means, Doc Manson, I need another number, please. 844, DC We are heading to the other end of the... Yes! And we're getting to one of my all-time favorites. Oh, last on the list, then. is Farouk. Ah, Farouk. A.K.A. Ron Simmons, former WCW champion. Uh, Damn! We got... The only guy I know to ever be dressed like a gladiator, complete with whatever that blue thing was on his head. And then, yes, an acolyte member of the APA. You know, if we were really smart about this whole thing and, you know, had way more free time, we would have edited in, like, everybody's entrance music, like, when we pulled their number on the list. And we for this one, we would have, we would have saved the entrance music and just had the damn play. So you think this podcast needs to become a little more interactive? Which mean, would, would mean we'd either need to we'd either need to decide who we were talking about ahead of time and no. have the audio ready, no, or no, it would no. need to be done in post. Yes. So I'm are we hiring post. a producer? Is that what we're saying? Are we hiring a producer? Yeah, I'm, I'm hiring you. I'm going to pay you nothing and get this done. No. <laughs> Come on. That sounds like a whole lot of extra work to have to find it. And now granted, now granted, I will no longer have to upload it onto archive.org and then send it out to the New Age Insiders and then wait for it to be eventually posted. So maybe we'll do, maybe for some of them, maybe for some of them, maybe not all of them. I'm not going to go look for Matt Taven's music, but for guys like, because first of all, I don't know what it is. 
And pr- most people who are listening to the show won't either. Well, but that, Farouk, isn't that part of the appeal? That's the reason to listen to the show, to start hearing those musics, to start getting an association for these people. If you start sending me the audio files, we'll meet halfway. If you do the research and find the files, I might be willing to put them in. All right. Well, what if I send you the link to the YouTube video of it? Is that enough? Probably not, but maybe. Again, <laughs> it depends on how many we're going to do. Okay. All right. So, All right. wait. Farouk? Farouk. Uh, so Farouk what's his is claim to fame? I, I know he's got something pretty historical, doesn't he? Ron Simmons in WCW right around 92, 93, became the first African-American world champion. Um you know, he defeated Vader for it, which was a big deal. He held the title for a while. Um, you know, a very big deal for WCW. Had a very, you know, he founded the Nation of Domination, which is an all-time stable. He was part of the Ministry of Darkness, which is an all-time stable. He was part of the Acolyte Protection Agency, which is, some would say, an all-time tag team. Like, he's a, you know, I, he's he's not a top ten guy, obviously, but he probably belongs in the upper third of this list. I would put him above Fandango at twenty four. Okay, I'm I would put so him far. above Our Truth at twenty two. All right, I would put him above Emma at twenty. All right, um, I like Dean Malenko more, but he probably had a better career than Dean Malenko at eighteen. I think I'm going to agree with that as well. Once you get to, you know, the Chris Benoit, Sasha Banks, Dolph Ziggler category, now we're probably starting to find around where he belongs here. Uh, How do you feel about Farouk next to Abyss at number 17? Um, I like Abyss a lot, but, you know, I really do like the historical aspects of uh, Ron Simmons' career. And, you know, to say nothing of the Wrestle Silly for which he sort of devolved into in the tail end of his career in the WWE. I got a great deal of enjoyment out of that. So, yeah, I mean, I can see him slotting in somewhere around 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Would you put Dolph Ziggler above him? I actually don't think that I would. I don't think I would either. But it's we're getting closer. And then again, like I said, Chris Benoit, number 13. Benoit's got the history He's for got- good and bad. Alongside right. Farouk, you know, Farouk, for all of his credit, did not have a WrestleMania moment like Chris Benoit did. Right, right. So, I mean, I think I see him right around fifth. Well, I'm gonna say even maybe. Well, the problem again is we come up 15. with. Yeah, put Sasha. I I would agree. I think I think I'm comfortable putting Sasha Banks above him um, because Sasha she has Banks, right. She has very similar sort of his. Um, Accomplishments, uh, uh, at least you know, of uh, a similar sort of societal merit. So, yes. but yeah, but I but I think Farouk makes a lot of sense right there at number fifteen, fifteenth yeah. greatest wrestler of all time. I take fantastic. It. All right, let's get another number, please. Seven hundred and three. Seven oh three. Tyson Dukes. I. Don't know who that is. I believe Tyson Dukes wrestled in the Cruiserweight Classic. Really? If memory serves. Okay. Um, well, yeah, just... he totally did. How do you spell that? D-U-X? D-U-X. Um, has been wrestling for 20 years or so. 
um, you know, was a WWE kind of guy, like a, you know, security guard, dark match guy. So like another indie guy that they brought up for some things. Um, he wrestled Zack Sabre Jr. in the first round of the Cruiserweight Classic and was eliminated. But he wrestled for TNA as part of Team Canada for a while. Uh, he wrestled all over many indie circuits for quite a long time. He was in Team Canada? I don't remember that. He was in Team Canada April 2006, which might have been after we were kind of watching. Um, was part of the Team International for the World X Cup Tournament. Okay. So, you know, right. again, probably past at least the time that I... Right. Okay. ...was watching. But... You know, I remember you know he had a story. They talked about his career. I think he was injured for a while, which kind of derailed his career. Um, you know, and then and then made a comeback. So you know, a nice story. Again, I don't know how high he would rank on this list, but a nice story. Sure. Somebody. Uh, so let's see. So let's take him off of this list, which means he goes. We switch uh, to this yeah. list. I'm starting to think maybe we're looking, you know, somewhere just north of the Horner line. I think this guy probably was a solid wrestler. He's had, you know, a long career, multiple places. Um, the fact that he's still going strong was in the Cruiserweight Classic mm-hmm. clearly means somebody wanted to highlight his abilities. Um, so I think that's it. All speaks towards you know a pretty accomplished career. Um, I see him above Lash LaRue. Um, I see him above Lash LaRue, but oddly enough, I see him below Pat Tanaka. But that's a weird, you know, that's a weird because Pat Tanaka is number 76, Lash LaRue is number 75. That's probably because I've been watching a little more of Pat Tanaka, watching some ECW, watching some WCW. That's probably not actually true. I just happen to like Pat Tanaka. Okay. Plus his, his name just rolls off the tongue. Pat Tanaka. Sounds like a delicious I'm, meal. I'm happy with 75. All right, let's do it. I don't think we need to spend a whole lot of time belaboring this. Maybe that's what we need to do. For guys who are below the Horner line, we need a time limit on how <laughs> long we're allowed to talk about them for. Like, we need to, we can deliberate for 60 seconds and then we have to move on. Tyson Dukes, number 75 on the list that we do every week. <laughs> That's good. That's good right there. Uh, oh, I, I paused. I paused for a second because I'll remember six forty-two. I paused for a second because I was like, "Hey, we placed someone sixtieth. We placed someone fifteenth. Sixty plus fifteen is seventy-five. Where we just placed this guy. Isn't Amazing. that fun? All right, six forty-two. Numbers aren't they grand? Six forty-two. Ooh, Mister Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. Paul Orndorff. The- this would be somebody who I would get the theme music for because I like okay. Paul Orndorff. Yeah, I mean, the, I think Paul Orndorff's major claim to fame for me would be refusing to shake Hulk Hogan's hand during his Hall of Fame uh, acceptance, and then Hogan just sort of said, "Not tonight, brother," and hugged him. Uh, that's what I remember Paul Orndorff for. Okay. Uh, he was part of WrestleMania 1. I believe it was Hogan and Mr. T wrestling Paul Orndorff and Roddy Piper. Yep. Um, you know, he was, he was, of course, not the first to do the I Have a Great Body. But when I think of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, I hear Rob Conway's theme song. Really? The Just Look at Me theme yeah, song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, all right. 
That that's kind of what I think about when I yeah. That's a type, that type of character. Yes. See, this is the other thing, and and maybe I will start doing this for the DDT wrestling version of the list because I'm gonna have to start writing down timestamps of when. You know, we talk about these guys, so I know when to put in the music here. Absolutely. So we'll we'll save that for next week. But I, I do like that idea. It'll be a little more work, but I, I think that's fine. Um, had a good career in WWF. Had a good career in WCW. Pretty wonderful. The team of him and Paul Roma was always enjoyable. Uh, right now, I'm looking at number forty. You know, okay. because he didn't win a lot of titles, but he was one of those like stalwarts of WWF. Um, you know, I would put him above the guys from the revival. I would put him above the magnificent Morocco, a kind of a contemporary. But I don't know if he's in the Bobby Lashley, Jason Jordan, Bob sure. Orton. I suppose I mean, he could. I'm break just looking a... through his list of championships and accomplishments, and you're absolutely right. I mean, he didn't win a lot. Of championships, but I, I don't know, think he I ever think... won one in WWF. He was never no, an continental champion. He was never tag champion. But I mean, the one thing I will say here is, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated and the Wrestling Observer Newsletter both considered his feud with Hulk Hogan in 1986 to be the feud of the year. So I think that goes to say that you know, at one point in this gentleman's life, he was considered the top heel. Oh, in definitely. the world. You know what I mean? I think that's awesome. He was the so, most hated wrestler of the year 1986 by Pro Wrestling Illustrated as well. Does um, that leapfrog him above, say, Heidenreich at number 33? I think it probably does, to be honest. Does it leapfrog him above, say, Tatanka at number 29? I think so. If we're going back to that golden era, I mean, maybe not quite gold and silver, maybe. But, I mean... I would even be comfortable putting him above Rick Martel at number twenty. I was just that was just where I was going to go. You know, we gave Rick Martel uh, some love in I believe our last episode, but you're probably right. Rick Martel, for all of his greatness, and he was a former AWA world champion, um, Rick Martel was never the top heel in WWF. Paul right. Orndorff was. So let's let's go with you know Farouk at number fifteen. Do are we? Are we saying he's below? I would think Farouk would be above Paul Lorndorf. I think so, too. But I think I could be comfortable with him again. This is just becoming a line that we've somehow created. But I I think he's above the Dolph Ziggler line. Is Dolph Ziggler like the opposite of the Tim Horner line? Like Dolph sort Ziggler's of. like Dolph Ziggler's like the bare minimum of what we qualify as like a, one of the greats. Everyone above Dolph Ziggler is great. Everyone below Dolph Ziggler is very good, but not necessarily great. Yeah, that's basically okay. what I think what I'm saying here. I I would put him above Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler at one time probably was the top heel. In, yeah. You know, when he when he cashed in that money in the bank briefcase, well, that's he had true. Big E and Vicky Guerrero, like he probably was one of the top guys. Or even before that, when he was with AJ Lee, I mean, mm-hmm. that was. Also and you a could good make theory. the argument that the roster when Dolph Ziggler was top guy is much deeper than the roster when Paul Orndorff was top guy. Oh, for sure, for sure. So then, are we saying he's below Dolph Ziggler? Maybe I don't above think so. Natalia. I think because again, I think Paul Orndorff and I do think Hall of Fame career. Uh, True. So I mean, Although, not to say Dolph Ziggler hasn't had one. He's gonna get. He's gonna get in. He's gonna he get is. in. But 
Paul Orndorff the man is not caddied only... for the man caddied for Kerwin White. Come it's on, true. I know. And, but, but all right, not not only is Paul Orndorff a WWE Hall of Famer, he's also an NWA Hall of Famer. So Dolph Ziggler has not yet done this across the board. And again, it's a different era where it's more difficult to do that. But he just signed this big deal with WWE again. So you would assume he's going to end his career there. All right, we'll put him at number 16. All right. So like we've, we've put Farouk at number 15 and Paul Orndorff at number 16. Good day's mm-hmm. work so far here on the list. Can I get another number? Do you, now, we've done four men. Now, usually the women's list... We tend to save, in many cases, for when we come up with a guy that neither of us are really that familiar with. Should we just go to the women's list now just to get some, uh, a female name added onto this list? Well, we could, but here's the thing. I think we should probably either save it for when we have to reject a male talent that we can't speak to, or we should do one women woman for every ten spots on the list. And I only and I it's not. That's not a value judgment, ladies, or anyone else out uh, there. No, I'm guessing it's solely based on numbers. We have 900 or so men and 90 women. Correct. So that's what I'm thinking. Sold. Done. Okay, then let's get another name off the men's list, please. 390. 390. 390 brings us to Andy Douglas. Is he related to Andy Circus? <laughs> no. Um, I believe you know who this is. Andy Douglas? Uh, yes. Do you remember in TNA the team known as the Naturals? Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens. No. Okay. The Naturals? Well, Yes, it, they were a team. They looked kind of like they were trying to be the Hardys. They had, like, the bandanas and stuff. They wrestled in TNA for a while. I remember them. Chris Candido at one point was their manager. They feuded with Team Canada. Oh, Chris Candido. Now, there is a name for this list. He's going to give it time. He's going to come. He's He'll be there. Uh, he was managed by Jimmy Hart at one point. He was managed okay. by Shane Douglas at one point. Um, but wrestled for a while. Then, after that, you know, was supposed to, um, this is interesting, was supposed to wrestle a dark match for WWE, but Andy Douglas decided to tell people that he was wrestling a dark match for WWE, so WWE canceled it. And that was about it. He retired soon after in 2010, and is now apparently a chiropractor. Interesting. Um, okay. So, you know, again, he's not going to rank super highly on this list, but I know enough of him to say he was, if I remember correctly, Chase Stevens was the talented one. And I forgive me, Andy Douglas, if you're listening, uh, Chase Stevens was the, the guy that you thought, oh, this guy could be a superstar. Andy Douglas was the other one, the Marty Jannetty of the group. And it's sad that every tag team has that, but it's true. Rough. Um, I I would think that Andy Douglas would not make it above the Horner line. Really? Especially especially since most of his career, like I'm looking below the Horner line, Doug Furness, tag team guy, Jim Powers, tag team guy, Boris Zukov, tag team guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, would, I would put him down in that area. And in fact, I would rank all three of those guys above him. I was going to say Boris Zukov, I feel... 
I have good feelings for. So I, I would put you know in that eighty nine or ninety spot. Okay, I, I'm I'm with eighty nine. All right, Andy Douglas will take the eighty ninth spot. By the way, we've passed the one hundred mark. This is now the one hundred and first wrestler to make it onto the list. We are we're a tenth of the way there ish. Once you add Less, the women, it's more really. like an eleventh of the way. Yeah, more like an eleventh. Yeah. That's going to be a while, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it really is. All right, so in which case, give me another number. We're done talking right. about Andy Douglas. 161. 161 is Buzz Sawyer. Oh, Buzz Jeremy. Sawyer. Oh, Jeremy, we should be able to call you because Jeremy's going to freak out about Buzz Sawyer. Is he? Um, you would have liked what I've watched from Buzz Sawyer, and a lot of Buzz Sawyer's not going to show up on the network. But I have a sneaking suspicion that if you could go back, you would be a Buzz Sawyer fan. Why do you say that? Um, he was uh, he was just a very interesting guy. He was a bigger guy, you know, comparatively. He was kind of this stocky guy. But he ran around like a crazy person. He threw a lot of drugs. You know, he was he was a very charismatic guy for a guy who's you know looks kind of a little bit like Arn Anderson. He's got like the balding hair and so so he kind of, well he doesn't look like me necessarily, but um, he looks like Arn Anderson from the chest from the waist up. Anyway, are you looking at his Wikipedia? I page? am. I'm, see- I mean, yes. I'm seeing a familiarity yeah. there. But you know, he wrestled for. Um, you know, he wrestled in a, a cage match reading here called The Last Battle of Atlanta, which was the match that Shawn Michaels ins- used to inspire Hell in a Cell. <clears throat> you know, he wrestled, you know, through he had WWF appearance for a bit. He wrestled for Mid-South, you know, for a lot of the people, you know, the territories in that day. He was a big name. Um you know, but he died much too young at age 32. Drugs were the cause of death. So, um, you know, but again, he watching him, he had something that made you want to watch him wrestle. Okay. He, he, so, even if you get the chance, warrior. There you go. If you get the chance and you want to see if there's any Buzz Sawyer on the network, there probably is more now that they keep adding stuff. I I would recommend it. So. Looking at this, I think he would go above the Horner line. I think even Jeremy would agree. Um, you know, and I'm not expert enough on him to be able to to say confidently where he is. You know, he won a bunch of titles anywhere he went, but none of the, you know, he didn't wrestle for WWF a whole lot. He didn't wrestle for the NWA a whole lot. Um, you know, I, I'm in the 50 to 55 range just because that's kind of my gut feeling. All right. I mean, just a, a little thing from the Wikipedia page here that I find interesting. Uh, Sawyer was paid by one Mark Calloway to teach him to wrestle. Sawyer showed Calloway how to lock up and then skip town the next day. <laughs> Okay, maybe he should be in the 40s then, <laughs> just for that. Yeah. Uh, for those of you listening to this show who don't know who Mark Calloway is, well, he went on to have a very, very great career. He starred in the movie Suburban Commando mean as the Mark, alien bounty hunter. Mean Mark Callis wrestled for, uh, you know, was Mean Mark in the NWA WCW, one half of the skyscrapers. Absolutely. So, another oh, great Oh, and then he did, he did something else in WWF. I don't remember what it was. Though. Yeah. 
some sort of mortician. He was taken or something. Up. He was taken know. under. He was taken yeah, under something. by. I don't know. So, I don't know. All right. Um, I'm gonna say 55. Just I as like a it. Gu- okay, thank you. I was like, no, I like it. It's above Mia Yim, who I am not, you know, a yep. big fan of her of her wrestling. Yeah, but you know, but below it's, the it's blue meanie. Yeah, below the blue meanie. Who? Okay, she's quite the meanie. Another number, please. All right, let's go with 814. 814. I hope you're keeping track of how many we've done because I can't remember when we will hit 10. Did you say 814? I did. His name is Takao Amori. No relation to Enzo Amori. I think we're probably going to go to the, you know, he's a Japanese superstar. I'm trying to figure out where. Oh, he wrestled. He was part of the 1996 Royal Rumble. That's the only reason why he's on this list, because he was in the Royal Rumble. So I am willing to get him off this list, because neither of us know anything really about him, and go to the women. The number there, if you please, is 88. And the number for you is 22. 22 brings us to Cameron. Not Naomi. The other one. Yeah, I will say the claim to fame is trying to pin someone who was on their stomach. Well, that is one claim to fame, yes. But she was also one half of the dance team, the Funkadactyls, who would go on to be ring valets for the Funkasaurus um, for a period of, I don't know, maybe one to two years. And in the Manson family household... When Cameron and Naomi came out as the Funkadactyls and were doing their entrance, we had Somebody a certain mama. Yep, we had a certain song that we would sort of chant. It's really more of a chant, I suppose, but it was simply <laughs> "butt to butt to butt to butt to butt." Because if you recall, they would they would they would link butts <laughs> and to a a slow rise uh, it was just something that me and the missus found like to, to be rather out, entertaining as a teacher i just need to inform the children that to the best of my knowledge it is physically impossible to link butts <laughs> I I beg to you should watch these two women DC if you haven't watched their entrance for the Funkasaurus very closely I I encourage you to go back because I'm fairly certain there was linking of buttockses occurring. Oh Brodus Clay, do you think Broad Strowman's ever going to get a gimmick where he's the dancing? Oh I hope so. I hope so. He plays the bump right <sighs> bass now. Um, yeah. Again, we try not to compare women to women and oh, wait, men to men here. One more thing, though, with Cameron, before we do get to the ranking. Sure. Um, one other moment that I actually think warrants uh, a, a moment here. <laughs> one of her greatest in-ring moves, I, I think, actually happened. It might have been her very last match with the WWE. Um, she faced off against Asuka on a episode of NXT. Yes. Um, and in that match... Asuka did this move where she basically just twirled around Cameron, who was like overextending, uh, you know, a punch, and just went straight down into the Asuka lock. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, because if you can find footage of, of this match, I encourage you to check it out. Check out that move in particular, because uh, without a doubt, that is the moment I fell in love with Asuka. 
So, for sentimental reasons, you might rank Cameron quite high. Um, no, but I'm pretty happy if we rank her somewhere south of Luther Reigns. <laughs> Maybe I have, south I, of the Horner line. I, I have her at, currently at number 97. Below Roadblock, but above Sally Graziano. Below David Flair? Yeah. Because yeah. Cameron... Because we can't do the linking butts thing because that wasn't her as a wrestler. So what? That's her as a wrestling company performer. Fine. I will go one spot above David Flair, but don't you tell me she's better than Big Tilly. I will not. (laughs) 94. We'll go with Cameron. All right. Another number, uh, please. Do you need to know the total? We're at. No, I'm good. Uh, 37. 37. Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon. Well, that is an all-time great right there. He is indeed. Uh, When you think of Razor Ramon, what is the first thing that you think of? The latter match with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 10. If I'm thinking Razor Ramon. Either that or the fact that when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash left Mm -hmm. to go to WCW, Vince McMahon thought that he could just put someone else in that character and it would do well. So we got the fake Razor Ramon and the fake Diesel, who turned out to be Kane. Awesome. The fake Razor Ramon turned out to be no one of consequence. But... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's... I mean, just to quote his, uh, his Hall of Fame speech, you know... He's had some troubled times, but, you know, mm-hmm. bad times don't last, but, but bad, bad guys, guys do. do. So, I, you know, he's, he's he is quintessentially one of the all-time great bad guys. Oh, yes. Yes. And he, was a, and he was an excellent good guy as the bad guy. Like, his stuff with Goldust, his stuff with Shawn Michaels, like, he was, you know, he was a great babyface as well. You know, and that's the thing, because as a babyface... He didn't really act very different. No. I'm, this is just a revelation that's sort of coming to me now. Is he one of the first cool good guys? One of the first, like, anti-hero faces? Well, let's think about this for a second. Bret Hart is the baby face of the early 90s, and Bret Hart was not the cool bad guy style thing. Um you know, Shawn Michaels was a bad guy at the time, so he hadn't become a babyface yet. He might be. Yeah. This is before Austin. This is before The Rock. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You know, I'd be interested to hear. The Undertaker had become a babyface, but he wasn't cool because no. he was dead. And, you know, like Randy Savage was a cool babyface, but again, not in the same way. Like, right, right. Razor Ramon might be one of the first at least in the WWF, really cocky. Right. Roddy Piper's another name to consider. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. But, okay. But yeah, but certainly going down that path before you could call it well-worn, right? Yes. So, oh, definitely. Definitely. 
Um, and then he went to WCW. He found he was the first member of the NWO. He was the first guy to show up, followed by Nash, followed by Hogan. So he did that's that. some now, serious history right there too. I'm watching awkward parts because you know the his his alcoholism and his substance abuse became a storyline where he shows up drunk mm. to the matches. Not the best moment necessarily for him, um, but you know then went back to WWF with the NWO. And while it wasn't as great as everyone hoped it would be, it was still a big part of. Of wrestling, so yeah, this you know I would say easily a top ten name. Hundred um, percent. Where in the top ten is up for debate? You know, uh, Roman Reigns at number ten. Sorry, Roman, but Scott Hall. You know, you might be better than him when your career is over. But I'm gonna, now, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just sort of leapfrog you here for a second. You're gonna throw out a number. I'm gonna throw out not well. I'm thinking top five. Okay, well, let's think about the top five. Cena, Owens, Piper, Steamboat, Anoki. I could see him... I could see him at number five. I could see him at number four. I think I could see him at number three. Above Piper. Above Piper. And again... Longevity, Longevity-wise... You know, there's something to be said for that. Who could forget his great run as the Diamond Stud before he became Razor Ramon? Who could forget that? Okay, well, the interesting thing is, if you watch WCW, it's Razor Ramon. Like, Is it? Have you ever seen a picture of Scott Hall from the 80s? No. Look it up right now. Why? Is it just Razor Ramon? No, it's not, which is the hilarious part. He looks like Tom Selleck. He's got poofed out hair. He's got a big bushy mustache. Scott That's Hall. That's not him. That is him. Scott Hall from the 80s looks oh, totally different. That's amazing. And then all of a sudden, he comes out as the diamond stud, and his hair is slicked, and he's got the scruff, and he's. Yeah. Yeah. The look on Doc Manson's face is amazing. It's making this. My day. This is. Amazing! <laughs> Why have I never Googled Scott Hall 1980s before? Yeah. Holy because crap! Because we're not Ola. we're not factoring in the fact that he had a wrestling career before Razor Ramon. He, that is quite the stash. I, it's amazing. Oh my lord! Okay, you're just you you have solidified this for me. <laughs> Like, he is taking the number three spot here. Okay. We um, will put him at the number three spot. Scott Hall. Stash Here's the thing, all. though. Actually, though, real quick. Scott Hall at number two? I Over like Kevin Ke- Owens. I like Kevin Owens a whole lot. But you start thinking about, you know, not just Razor Ramon, but you start thinking about that ladder match. You start thinking about the Outsiders. You start thinking about the NWO. And... Yeah. I have yeah. difficulty saying that Scott Hall is behind Kevin Owens in this list. And I love Kevin Owens. I think just a yes. Yes. And again, Kevin Owens' career is not yet done. True. True. Scott Hall's, hopefully, is. <laughs> you know, maybe he'll show up wearing the cool Outsiders jacket awkwardly at a DX reunion because you're like, you were never in DX. Yeah. But even the, <laughs> even the, the end of the click... Yes. There, you know, it's a house show cage match, 
And, you know, that was a big thing for, you know, because that was when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash left. And that, you know, Triple H got punished for that. Like, the formation of DX kind of came out of that. Scott Hall has been, okay, he is the number two, great, second greatest wrestler of all time, trailing only John Cena. And here's actually a problem with this list. I think we're going to have difficulty finding a name that dethrones John Cena. Uh, we better start keeping track. This is John Cena's second week at the top. And the previous record was... Well, you Rod- say that like this week is over. Well, I know it's not. But I'm just saying, it's going to be a pretty monumentous thing to dethrone, I think. John like, the Cena next number could get us... The next number could get us the Brooklyn Brawler. Well, and of course it could. But, you know... What happens the if Oscar's the next name? Then you better hope it's not. Speaking of which, we're not done yet. I need a number. 213. 213. Former NXT champion, former Intercontinental champion, Drew McIntyre. Drew Galloway, NXT champion, the chosen one. Intercontinental champion. I don't believe he will unseat John Cena. No. No, he will not. But he is quite the list of accomplishments. He is quite a good wrestler. I enjoy him. Uh, He's got the look. He's got the moves. He's just not ever really hit on all cylinders for me. Like, he never quite ignited in the way that he probably should. You look at a guy like him and you're thinking, okay, by now... You know, he was the chosen one. Like, they went with that gimmick. Like, he was the guy. So you would think he should be, you know, multiple-time, you know, world champion by now. Uh, and he's not. Right. So. But, hey, you know, he spent some time outside the company building up his reputation, building up his brand. They brought him back. He's NXT. He went straight to the main event picture there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's only been sidelined now because of an injury. Like, yep. I think he's... I will give him a lot of credit because in the NXT era, he's the only one that I can think of who is who returned to NXT after spending like you know we had Tyson Kidd in NXT for a while, but that was a different set of circumstances. He was yeah. in NXT or he was in WWE. He left and now he's returned to the minor leagues and did a great job. You know, EC3 is in this new. He's kind of in that boat now too. Um, and he's one of those guys who jumped the line. He did go back to the minor leagues, but he went to the top of that division right did, away. As he should have. Yeah, I'm should've. just saying, though, that's not something that... I mean, even a guy like Adam Cole, he's a fan favorite. He didn't go straight to the top of NXT. No. Not like no. Drew McIntyre did. Yes. And I expect when Drew McIntyre makes his return, it will be for WWE. I don't think I he'll return. I would think so. That said, um, I mean, I'm seeing him somewhere in the 30 range. Really? I, I do like him a lot. You I think above... Fandango is better than Drew McIntyre or Maria Kanellis or Christy Hemi to, to try to include everyone here, you know, in that 26 to 28 range? Well, when you put it that way, I guess not. But I was kind of looking at him versus Billy Gunn, and I was feeling sort of favorably towards Billy Gunn. But now that you now that you bring up the, these other names, um, you know, let me just say, if there's anyone in the world who knows how to link butts, <laughs> it's Billy Gunn. I'm sure that he does. He is an ass man. 
Um, you know, I was thinking, uh, you know, kind of in the in the the low twenties, like you know, almost. Well, that's not a bad place, actually, because I see you, know, you highlighted not as good Emma. As De- not as good as Dean Malenko or Rick Martel, but above our truth, above Alexa Bliss right now, above Emma, number twenty three. Yeah, I mean, because I actually think Emma's a good comparison point for. Um, Drew McIntyre, she's a, she's another one of those people, just like as I just said about him, who I feel like you know she's she's got the moves, she's got the look, she she's got everything that she should need to to be successful, but again, just never quite managed to actually bang on all cylinders for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, they're 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 very similar in that regard, um, but I will say, um, Drew McIntyre seems to have been putting it together. Maybe Emma will some point in the future as well although I'm less... I, w- I would not be surprised if Emma makes a WWE return in the next two years or so yeah I would not either at the moment though Drew McIntyre has made his return which I think is all the justification I need to slot him just above Emma alright number 23 Drew McIntyre we are coming up on that magical hour mark. We've added, our list has grown from 96 to 105. So we've still got time for a couple of names. Do you want to add another woman to the list? Do you want to go with the men? Let's go with a woman name. Number? And the number is 55. 55. She is currently engaged to be married to the number one wrestler on this list. Her name is Nikki Bella. Ah, Nikki Bella, famously of the Bella Twins. Also, she has a sister named Brie. Yes, Uh, and she is daughter-in-law to People Power. Yeah, yes. Did he marry Mrs. Bella? I don't know if they're married, but he's at least... Romantically engaged. <laughs> Lincoln Butts. I was really wondering what you were going to say for that. Um, you know, Nikki Bella is is a is a quality wrestler. She was not at one point, and she got better. I give her credit for that. She improved in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she wrestled Charlotte, who is an excellent wrestler. I would say the best women's wrestler I've ever seen. And she... Charlotte? Really? I think so. Okay, I mean that's that's a respectable opinion. Um, she's no Oscar, but you know, no, <laughs> she's she doesn't have she doesn't have the fluidity of Oscar. Yeah, I think what helps Charlotte not that we should be talking about Charlotte because we're supposed to be talking about Nikki Bella, but I think what helps Charlotte is the size. She can do the power moves of Beth Phoenix, yeah. but she can also moonsault. I like the size. Okay. Um... <laughs> I just like making you uncomfortable. You know that, right? Okay, so uh, Nikki Bella, I definitely see yes uh, above a number of people on this list. And if you want to start talking about accomplishments, I mean, she was the cornerstone of the Divas division back before. when it was Divas division. Correct, exactly. So, I mean, she was very she she made it far in that company for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And as you said, she definitely has improved her game over the years in a way that, like, say, Brie Bella never did. Um, yep. She was committed to it. So, what's interesting to me is I would, if you had asked me how many times she's been a champion, I would have said probably four or five. It turns out she is only a two-time champion, but she is the longest reigning Divas champion. Interesting. Um. Mm. Do, now again, this this 
doesn't necessarily matter as much, but I am just curious as to your opinion. Um, do you consider her one of the uh, mothers of the women's revolution? I personally do not. I do not either, but I am curious. We also need to consider that she did say that she wished her sister died in the womb, which is an all-time line oh, in yeah. professional wrestling. Absolutely. It's one I'm never um, going to forget. Nikki I, Bella, on the one hand, I like a lot more than Roman Reigns. But I don't like her more than Emma. <laughs> <laughs> I you know it's interesting to me because uh, I've never been a huge Bella Twin fan. Sorry, Aunt. Um, I've never been a huge Bella Twin fan, so you know I'm again looking like I wouldn't put her personally in the top twenty. I would probably put her in the top thirty. Okay, I think we're getting warm here. So you know, again, there now it's interesting to me that we have one, two, three, we have four women in between 20 and 30, which is just interesting that the, you know, Emma, Alexa Bliss, Maria Kanellis, and Christy Hemi are all in that, that range. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. We do have an odd grouping here. Don't how would you compare Nick? I think it'll even itself out as we add more people to the list, but how would you uh, compare Nikki Bella to the one we just added Drew McIntyre? I mean, I guess objectively, I'd have to say that she's had a better WWE career than Drew McIntyre. Um, and again, I think Drew McIntyre is a better wrestler. But do you think Nikki Bella has had a better WWE career than Natalia? Probably, yeah. So now we are in the top twenty. Yeah, we are. It's actually surprising to me because, like, I think she has had a better WWE career than I think Natalia is a better wrestler. Don't get me wrong; like, I'm not yeah. trying to make that argument at all. But you think about the character of Nikki Bella again—that that I wish you had died in the womb line. That 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 awful person the mean that girl, she is. The mean right? Girl. I mean, they N- got Natalia a lot of mileage. Has, Natalia has tried that, and it doesn't work too well. No, they got but a lot of mileage out of her character. Thing. Um. So is she in the top 15? Does she have a better career than Sasha Banks? I personally say no, but you could try to talk me out of it if you wanted to. I I don't I don't think so. I think Sasha Banks Nikki Bella didn't make like her making history is saying that line and getting proposed to in the middle of the ring. Neither of those are and she's the longest reigning Divas champion, but I think we can all agree now in hindsight that is no longer uh an accol- as, as big of an accolade as it right, probably it once was. was. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I'm seeing her slotting in around 18. I think I, I consider Paul Orndorff, due to the history, uh, higher. Um, I guess I'm putting her above that ziggle line, but... The ziggle swiggle. The zigzag, you know? The zigzag, okay. Yeah. Um, or do you, yeah, do you think, think she belongs no. below the zigzag? I think just because of the numbers, like we looked at it, there, there's 10% of the women on this list as there are other men on this list. Comparatively, Nikki Bella, as a woman, has had more success than Dolph Ziggler had as a man. Agreed, 100%. Um, so I, I'm happy putting her at 18. She's All number right. 18. All right. Are we happy there, or do you want to go for one more male name? 
this is the risk we always run because if we get a name that we don't know, the it ends with a whimper. <laughs> I mean, when you put it that way, I feel like we have to try. I would have okay. been happy ending it with Nikki. No, Bella, that's but... I. I wanted I wanted to keep going. All what right, number three hundred and eighty nine. Three eighty nine. Come on, fate, be good to us. Okay, could be worse, but it could be better. <laughs> uh, his name is David Otunga. Oh God. David at least Otunga. it's a name. At least it's a name we both know. It's not like somebody we don't know. I mean, that's true. But like, my claim to fame for David Otunga is the fact that I think I included him as a lyric in the parody song of Jingle Bells that I did. You did you for did. the DDT's 2016 uh, show. Uh, I mean, basically, it was, I think the line was something along the lines of Otunga can't talk. <laughs> I think that was the line. <laughs> uh, you know, we're looking at the guy who I would personally put below the Horner line. His wrestling career was not that great. Um, hey, you know, but he had in, a, he, in he fairness, looked... he is, well, formally married <laughs> to Jennifer Hudson. Yes, which is the only reason why I think he stayed employed is he had that notoriety and he looks good in a sweater vest, so he looked good on the pre-show panel. Hey, man, Argyle is a friend to that man. But, you know, I, I, again, I feel bad saying this, but I would rather watch a Boris Zukov match than a David Otunga match. Yeah, I would too. David Otunga, between the ropes, never never did anything for I mean, let me put it this way. I'm, I spoke more highly of a match involving Cameron than I can of a match involving David Otunga. Yeah, I, when push comes to shove, David Flair might be better than David Otunga. Yeah. Sorry, David. So are we look are we are we down in the Marty Bell Nathan Jones area? I th- mm. or is he a little higher than that? He's definitely better than Marty Bell. Is he? Yeah he is. Um so then we get into there's a trio of ECW guys right there, the Mustafa Saeed, the Sally Graziano and the Angel Medinas. We could just pop him in the middle just to break up the ECW block. Yeah. I mean, where do you think he belongs in that? Who do you give I would the put edge? Him, I would put him above. Truthfully, I'd put him above those because he, I believe he's a former tag team champion. I think he held the title with Heath Slater. I think he was one half of that. that seems or maybe likely. even with John Cena, back when John Cena was part of the Nexus for that hot minute. Yeah. But So I'd oh. put him at number 101. He was part of the Nexus, wasn't he? Does that does that just being part of the Nexus? Does that pop him up a bit? I think it does. Does he go I'd above the corner line that. just for being part of the necklace? Nexus necklace? The Nexus necklace? No. No, but so. again, you want to talk about one of the most shocking moments from you know the later half of the the two thousands, the the knots, the aughts, or whatever you want to call it. Um, do we the Nexus we, invasion was pretty good? Do we put him? Above Liv Morgan? Liv Morgan has not had a shocking moment. Like, the Riot Squad was not Nexus-level shocking. No, it was not. In fact, it was far more of a whimper. Um... Someday, I would like... I I wish that I could, like, interview people who work for WWE, because I want to be like, so what made you decide to do two... to do a three-woman stable in on raw led 
by a girl with dark hair and then on SmackDown do the exact same thing. And they'll, their answer will be, Vince told us to. Then I want to interview Vince and be like, what made you think this was a good idea? Nobody remembers this crap. That's what he would say. All David right. Otunga, so, number 89, above Liv Morgan. I agree. Number 89, above Liv Morgan. All right there, ladies and jelly spoons. Unless, you know, I'm always up for continuing. Are you good? I'm good we, for we, today. We added 11 names to the list. The top 20 looks very different than it did before. It's got, let's see, one, two, three. It's got three new names in the bottom half and a number, a new member of the top five. Scott Hall coming in at number two. That's pretty good. Scott Hall, that was a good dis- I think we, we did well by him. I think so. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen of the NAI Wrestling Network, on behalf of Doc Manson, I would like to thank you for spending your time listening to us, whether it was DDT Wrestling, whether it was DC and Doc Talk, whether it was The List. I hope you have enjoyed listening to our particular brand of Wrestle Silly. I've enjoyed it. Doc's probably enjoyed himself part of the time. Yeah. Any final words for the neighborhood before we sign off for this final time? Just look us up, man. DDT Wrestling, your podcast portal of choice. You'll find us. You'll find DDT Wrestling. You'll find all of the ridiculous solo stuff that I do. You'll find Doc Manson mocking all the ridiculous solo stuff I'll do. DDTWrestling at gmail.com is how you can contact us. Be part of the shows. You want to sing the praises of Buzz Sawyer? You think we did wrong by David Otunga? Send us an email. Let us know how you feel. Anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we sign off for good? Curse you, Liam! (laughs) He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And until we meet again, my friends, we will see you on DDT Wrestling. John Cena is the greatest wrestler of all time.